Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, who said business news needs to be all business? I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. The US government is nearing a shutdown. The clock is ticking on efforts to avoid a government shutdown this week. Yeah, I know. Does this feel like deja vu? The president expressed outrage that one faction in one house of Congress is ready to bring the entire federal government to a halt. The United States Congress has two pressing responsibilities. Pass a budget on time and pay our bills on time. If Congress chooses not to pass a budget by Monday, the end of the fiscal year, They will shut down the government, along with many vital services that the American people depend on. The government is partially shutting down because Congress has failed to pass the straightforward legislation necessary to keep the government running. America is once again nearing a financial crisis where the government is unable to spend money and needs to shut down everything but the most essential services. Unless the U.S. Congress agrees to pass a series of appropriations bills and allow the U.S. government to spend, America's federal government will shut down on Friday the 17th of November. And yet, when this story was pitched in our dive production meeting, it was met with a collective groan. We were saying things like, we've heard this before and nobody cares. But here's the thing, people do care. The effects of a US government shutdown could be catastrophic. It's Wednesday the 15th of November and today I want to know if the US government shutdown is all political theatre or is it something I should actually care about. To make the case that we should pay attention is the co-founder of Equity Mates. It's Alec Ranahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Sasha, good to be here. Before we get into the broader conversation about US government shutdowns, let's focus on the crisis of the moment. What's happening this week? Yeah, so every year the US Congress needs to pass a bill or a series of bills giving the federal government permission to spend money, similar to passing a budget here in Australia The president, although they control these federal government agencies, they can't authorise them to spend money without congressional approval. Now, traditionally, this has been a pretty routine thing. Both sides of politics agree that the FBI or the Food and Drug Administration or the Federal Aviation Authority should exist. But more and more, this routine government spending has been used as a political football. In 1995, we saw the government shut down over this, 2013, 2018, and now again, we're getting closer to it in 2023. In September, we saw Republicans refuse to pass a government spending bill. And then at the very last minute, there was a continuing resolution which kicked the can down the road until November. And now here we are in November, Sasha, 45 days later, no closer to a resolution and we face, well, America faces the same issue. And basically, if the US government doesn't pass a bill, we see a government shutdown. Yeah, that's right. If federal agencies don't have authorization to spend money, they can't spend money. Mm-hmm. National parks get shut down. Many federal government services go offline. Around 4 million federal employees get sent home and are not 
paid. And then some, you know, like the the most essential of essential services stay online, but the workers don't get paid. Now, we did want to put a point of clarification in here because this isn't the only time the dysfunctional US political system can fight over spending. There is another fight that we saw earlier this year over the debt ceiling, and it's important that we don't conflate those two. Yeah, the outcomes and what we see in the political theatre of it all is similar, but they are different. But they are two separate fights over US government spending. The government shutdown that we're talking about now is federal government agencies aren't allowed to spend without congressional approval. And every year Congress appropriates money to be spent by the federal agencies and this has become a yearly fight over federal government spending. Separately, what we saw earlier this year was a fight over the debt ceiling. Now, uh, the US government imposes a borrowing limit on itself and it says we can't borrow more than this amount. And every few years now, the US government reaches that debt ceiling limit and rather than cutting its spending, it needs to borrow more. So it needs to give itself permission to borrow more. If it's not able to borrow more, it defaults on its debt, which would be catastrophic. So they're two separate fights, one over the ability to borrow more money, the other over the ability to spend money. But for our purposes here, what they culminate in is a fight over US government spending that could ultimately lead to a US government shutdown. That was a good description, Alex. So I can see how they're different now, but I can also see how they're easily conflated in the news cycle. Let's get back to the crisis of today. In September, then House Speaker Kevin McCarthy put a stopgap measure on the floor of the House that kicked the can down the road, as you said, until November. But even doing that annoyed members of his party so much that he lost the speakership. The yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. New House Speaker Mike Johnson has proposed a plan, but that doesn't look likely to pass. Yeah, that's right. Mike Johnson's spending bill is another stopgap spending bill. It doesn't give federal agencies the ability to spend for the whole year. It kicks the can down the road until oh, well, now half of it in January, half of it in February. He's, he's made it more confusing as if it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But people don't like it. Some hardliners in his own party, the Republican Party, want a government shutdown. They want to force this issue and they want to enforce big spending cuts. Mm -hmm. Some in the Democratic Party don't want to kick the can down the road again. They want to get a a full appropriations bill for the rest of the year. But the other thing that's annoyed both sides of politics is it's omitted funding for some key priorities. It omits funding for Israel, which is seen as very important for most American politicians, but particularly the Republicans. And it omits funding for Ukraine, which again, is broadly supported but particularly supported by the democratic side of politics. All that culminates in most people not being happy with the bill uh, and making it quite unlikely that it's going to pass. Mike Johnson hopes to get it passed by Tuesday US time. So by the time we release this episode, we'll know if it's passed the House. Sasha, if I was a betting person, I would be saying it's probably not going to pass the House. Yeah. Even if it does pass the House, then it needs to pass the Democrat-led Senate. 
and also signed by Joe Biden. So wrapping this all together, it doesn't look like Mike Johnson's going to have a lot more success than his uh, predecessor, Kevin McCarthy. Which, Alec, just brings us to this looming deadline of Friday, the government shutdown. And a shutdown, confusingly, isn't a full government shutdown. (laughs) Yeah, so there are some services which just have to keep going. The Secret Service, uh, they need to keep protecting the president and high-level officials. The Federal Aviation Authority needs to continue to have air traffic controllers managing flights in and out of the U.S., Um, The U.S. Center for Disease Control keeps key staff to ensure there's not an infectious disease outbreak. So there are some essential functions that stay on, but many of these workers don't get paid during a government shutdown. But the majority of the 4 million federal employees are sent home. Um, So it's not a full shutdown, but it's a massive shutdown. And Alec, this is the second time in as many months that the government has started the preparations for a possible shutdown. And this is kind of the problem. It's happened so many times, always averted at the last minute or a shutdown is ended within days of it starting, that the general public has kind of become desensitised to it all. We're just a few days out from another one and the world is reacting with kind of a collective shrug. And that might end up being the biggest problem of them all. Let's talk about that after the break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to The Dive. Today we're talking about the possibility of a US government shutdown. That deadline is looming. It's coming up this Friday. Don't reach for your phone, though, to see if there's something that's more interesting out there. We've acknowledged that this isn't a topic that fills people with interest. And that in itself is kind of the problem, isn't it, Alec? Yeah, that's right. We've seen so many government shutdowns or almost shutdowns recently Everyone kind of just expects a last-minute deal to be reached. They see all of this noise this week as just political brinksmanship that will ultimately be resolved. But do you know what the problem with brinksmanship is, Sasha? Eventually, you get desensitised to just how dangerous a game you're playing. Yeah, and I remember this being a plot point in not one but two Aaron Sorkin shows, The Newsroom and The West Wing... We will not vote to keep on footing the bill. You will be held responsible for shutting down the federal government. Then shut it down. And that kind of adds to it. You feel like you're just watching a TV show. Someone's going to sweep in at the last minute, solve everything, and then we can hit the commercial break. And just like on TV, we've seen these shutdowns before and it has always been fine, hasn't it? Yeah, it's always been fine. We really started seeing them in the 1980s. Uh, we saw, you know, a one-day shutdown in 1980, one in 1981, a four-hour shutdown in 1984, four hours again in 1986. Jeez, Reagan had a lot of <laughs> short shutdowns. And that really kicked it off. 1990, three days, 1995, 
five days. And, and Actually, a trivia fact for you, Alec, uh, the Lewinsky affair with Bill Clinton that happened during a shutdown, that's why Monica Lewinsky was in the West Wing because all the official staff had to leave. So they were relying on interns to do the work. That is fascinating. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, and we've seen more recently some longer shutdowns. 2013 was 16 days with the Obama administration. More recently, 2018 to 2019, 35 days. So yes, Sasha, we've seen them before and yes, they're resolved and they're all fine. But just because they're resolved doesn't mean there aren't consequences. The 4 million Americans who are employed by the federal government and don't get a paycheck certainly feel like there's consequences. Mm -hmm. And it disrupts a swath of federal government activities from scientific research to, you know, financial oversight. But there are bigger consequences sort of bubbling under the surface. Uh, And the more shutdowns we see and the more almost shutdowns we see, the worse these consequences are becoming. Markets and rating agencies are getting really worried about the level of dysfunction in US politics. There are three big rating agencies. Uh, Standards & Poor downgraded the US in 2011 from its AAA credit rating. So that was a little while ago. But this year, the other two uh, ratings agencies have warned Fitch in August downgraded America from AAA to AA+. And Moody's just last week kept the AAA rating but lowered its outlook on America's credit from stable to negative. And they specifically cited political polarization in Congress on spending as a danger to America's fiscal health. I know this is a small point, Alec, but just the fact that the rating down from AAA is AA+. I know, I know. <laughs> just feels, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, just give them AA. Let's go with the battery system, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, like these ratings, they may not seem that important, but the lower your credit rating, the more it costs to borrow. And America borrows a lot of mm. money. Their federal government debt is in the trillions. And the more it costs to borrow, the more of your federal budget goes to paying back that debt and servicing that debt. So that alone isn't great. But that's not the only consequence. A US government shutdown at the moment will greatly increase the risk of a recession in America next year. Goldman Sachs estimated that each week the government's shut down, it'll shave about 0.2% off GDP. And then, Sasha, a third financial consequence is the timing of this government shutdown just after 18 months of aggressive interest rate rises would really exacerbate some of the, I guess, the financial challenges that America is facing at the moment. Customers are already you know, being challenged with massive interest rate increases on their mortgages, um, although America has more fixed mortgages than Australia different conversation, but also car loans. Uh, Some regional banks are really starting to struggle and their credit have been downgraded because of their large exposure to, um, you know, the troubled commercial real estate sector or, you know, America's auto loan sector. The fact that millions of people will be without work because they're employed federally and then thousands or millions of more businesses that do business with the federal government will also suffer It's not good for America's economy and, you know, in many ways that's not good for the world economy. So political dysfunction in Washington is going to have ripple effects and we will all be affected by it unless Mike Johnson and uh, the Republicans and Democrats in Congress can 
get something sorted in the next three days. Well, there you go, Alec. I think we should leave it there for today. Fingers crossed something does happen by the time this episode goes out or at least by Friday. We'll certainly be watching. Tell us what you learned today that surprised you about the US government shutdown. If anything, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at contact at equitymates.com or write right there in your podcast app. Big thanks to Danny who got in touch after our SBF episode last week and said he reckons SBF is going to be sentenced to 30 to 45 years. We'll be watching early next year to see if you're right, Danny. I think we'll leave it there for today, Alec. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 